episode 356, What If, season one, episode four, What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands? Welcome to Level 7, a podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically What If and those tangent universes that are, you know, off there and and, and going off on these branches and, and telling stories about characters that we already know, stories that we think we know, but we don't know because they go off in this strange direction and this episode is specifically about Doctor Strange and I'm I'm here to talk about it today. Now when I say I'm here to talk about it, I mean that I am here alone. It's just me. It's just Ben. Just just Ben Avery and Agent Stewart, Agent Samantha. Uh we're not able to make it to talk about this episode and so I'm here and I'm flying solo. And so uh, that means that I'm it's more monologue than dialogue, you know, and, and it's just me and, and, and the listener, you, you, the listener, capital L listener. It's just it's just you and me. And so since since I'm alone, uh, one of the things I do to kind of organize my thoughts, especially when I'm doing some sort of review, whether it's a, a movie review or a book review over at Strangers and Aliens for that podcast or whether it's a comic book review at comic book time machine for that podcast. And, and we talk about it here too. I, I know that uh, a lot of times we'll, we'll bring it up sometimes to say, okay, this is how we're going to structure our, our dialogue. And, and since I'm doing a monologue here, one of the things I like to do is, is break it up into four subjects. And these four subjects allow me to kind of sort my thoughts out and, and just get the best podcast out possible from from me not the best podcast of, of all time you know i'm not the best podcaster ever but the, the best podcast that that i can get out there and so these four quadrants are four important elements of of storytelling and and art and these four elements actually do miss out on a fifth important element of storytelling and art and that fifth important element is is connection and so you have you have the plot you have the the characters you have the the style and you have have themes and these four things when done well they don't all have to be like front and center but these four things work together to create some form of art storytelling art and that fifth element of of connection then if if they're successful that fifth element is it's there's a strong connection and there's an emotional connection and it might be laughter because you're watching a comedy it might be tears because you're watching a tragedy or it might be cheers because you're watching endgame and 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 captain america just picked up thor's hammer these are things that use these elements though that the writers and the actors and the directors and the artists and 
all of the people, the, the, the makeup team and, and, the, and the sound design team, all of these people work together to give the best experience possible. And, and some things are more character driven. Some things are more plot driven and some things are more style driven. I mean, 2001, A Space Odyssey, I don't think anyone watches that movie and just says to themselves, oh man, I am just so interested in these characters, these these people. I, I can't wait to see what happens next with these people. And, and you do wonder what's going to happen next with these people, but it is style, I think, that really elevates 2001 into something different. And if you don't like the style, it's not going to connect with you. And the same with, uh, you know, a lot of indie, well, Napoleon Dynamite is the one that I like to give an example of. If you don't like that character, you're not going to like that movie because the plot, eh, that's nothing. You know, <laughs> the plot is there for the characters to have things to do so you can be with the characters and spend time with the characters and and laugh at the characters or laugh with the characters or, or, or feel, you know, uncomfortable and embarrassed with the characters. But that's that's another element of of storytelling is is what the characters are doing. And and so I think I'm going to break this conversation up and 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 talk with you about these different things and just how these different pieces of my quadrant connected with me. And to start with, then, I am going to begin by talking about, well, uh, I'm going to start with the characters. I feel like that's the best way to go. Now, one of the things that I'm also excited about doing is since I'm doing this podcast episode alone, this is the first time I had the chance to break out my my new microphone. And for those of you who are podcast nerds or, or tech junkies, uh, my microphone is the ATR2100X. And it's a it's a, the newer version of the ATR2100, which I used to use, but it, it got messed up uh, along with my ATR202005. Both those microphones stopped working well. And so for the last little bit, I've been not little bit, the last long bit, I've been using my my Yeti microphone. And and that one is now my Yeti Blue. It's it's a desk desk decoration. It's an ornament here on my desk. And I'm gonna be using this to uh just, you know, it's it's a memory. It's a memory, but I have this new microphone for podcasting. It came with some other little um, trinkets, you know, some, uh, well, the pop screen and, and uh, that kind of thing. But that's what I'm using now. And I'm excited to, to bust that out and use it. It also came with, some, like I said, some other podcasting stuff over there that I haven't really messed with very much, but I'm using this microphone now and I'm going to use uh, this time here to, to start out by talking about the characters, the characters of Doctor Strange. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? And the reason I'm starting with the characters is because this is this is a character drama. This is a character that uh, driven story that stars Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Benedict Wong is also in there. He is Wong. Tilda Swinton returns as the the Ancient One. And uh, you have Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer, which is, that was kind of nice to see her return. So yeah, the, the, the gang is all here. And of course this is, it's fun because this is part of that whole week of Wong. Now 
It would have been more exciting if this podcast episode got out during the week of Wong. But this is part of the week of Wong where you had the trailer with uh, Spider-Man Far, not Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange uh, What If episode and Shang-Chi. And these these things together, just people are calling Wong the new Coulson. And, and, and you know, sure, what, whatever. You know, I'm, Coulson is is going to always be Coulson. Coulson is always going to be very close to my heart. I, I mean, Coulson really is the reason we're doing this podcast is because of Agents of Shield and because they used him as that unifying point behind the Avengers, but then used him as the unifying point of the hashtag. It's all connected, and of course, our hashtag Coulson is us. We are. Colson. I, I don't feel that same way about Wong. I, I, I don't see myself creating a hashtag Wong is us. We are Wong. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe when when the Spider-Man movie comes, we're going to see Wong and I'm going to be like, yes, yes, Wong is the new everyman. But I just don't see Wong as the everyman. You know, Colson was the guy who was loving the superheroes and and adoring the, you know, Captain America and, and loving that he got to be a part of, of Tony Stark's story. And Coulson was us. And he, he was, we kind of looked at Coulson as he, he was the one who we would be like if we were in that world, you know, and, and who we are like right now, because we are looking at that world and we are enjoying the heroics of that world. Wong, on the other hand, he's a little grumpier you know, and, and, and he's, he's the guy who he's a, he's a big part of that world. He is, I mean, let's, let's face it, you know, he, he's a, he's a sorcerer or, or whatever you want to call him, but he's a hero and he uses super powers and that makes him a superhero. I always loved that, that Coulson was just a, a regular guy, you know, now he was a, a good hearted person. And, and he was a smart person and he was a skilled person and he was a good leader, but he wasn't a regular guy. Anyone could be Coulson. More so than, you know, they say Batman is better than Superman because anyone can be Batman. So anyway, I, I don't appreciate Wong in the same way that I would look at, at Coulson and appreciated Coulson, but Wong it is exciting to see him show up in all of these things. And that definitely does bring the idea of the hashtag. It's all connected. That's, that's definitely evident because you have Wong here. And you also have Tilda Swinton coming back as the ancient one. That was kind of surprising to me. She, to me feels like she's a, a bigger star, you know, than, than, uh, Maybe some of the other people, other than Benedict Cumberbatch, but you know, she she came back. That's great. Uh, I'm curious if they're going to bring her in and use her in anything else. Is there going to be another Doctor Strange centric thing or another episode of What If that has to do with Doctor Strange as at least one of the other characters? Could she be back for that? I don't know, but she definitely brought the same gravitas that she brought to her character in in the movie. Benedict Cumberbatch. Man, I know I've complained in the past about the acting, the voice acting for some of these movie stars, you know, um, uh, especially Hawkeye. But 
with with this episode, Benedict Cumberbatch, he just brings it. He brings it and he gives it his all. And because one of the things about voice acting is you you aren't it's not as physical. You know, even if there is physical stuff and people are doing physical things like like throwing punches in the air. I, I've done that before where for like supersonic pod comics or some other stuff I've done for strangers and aliens where I've done some physical stuff just to get that motion and movement in there. But it, it's it's not the same as as being in the scene, you know, and and doing the physical thing where you actually have to, like, move your body against another person or or around another person you know and there's there's physical space as well that that's that's taken into consideration as you're acting for screen or acting on stage in voice acting you are actually doing what i'm doing right now you're in front of a microphone and you're talking to a microphone you might be talking to each other there might be people around there with you but you're not interacting physically and i think that takes away from some of it you know there are some very talented voice actors who are able to to give it their all and, and make it all work. And I think in this case, that's, that's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, man, I, I feel like it wasn't just an emotional performance, although it was an emotional performance. It felt authentic and even more than feeling authentic. I feel like he's actually doing, I, I felt like he was the character on the screen the animated character is moving and doing things. And I felt like Benedict Cumberbatch was em- embodying the movement of the character in his, in his performance. I feel like he, I think he gives the best animated voiceover performance of everyone we've seen so far in what if. And that includes everyone else on the, on the cast list here. <laughs> so we also have Christine Palmer, who is Dr. Strange's love interest, definitely love interest in this. Um, I always felt like, you know, she didn't get, she wasn't respected in, in, in the movie. And, and that was part of the character arc for, for Dr. Strange was, was just the way he treated everyone everyone around him, you know, and they were setting him up kind of as a, a new Tony Stark where he's just treating people poorly and, and he's very full of himself. And, and one of the worst things about some people who are full of themselves is when they are just so full of themselves because what they believe about themselves is true. And when you watch Dr. Strange, and I just rewatched, you know, some of those scenes with him, he, he, it's true. He's he's the best at what he does, and what he does is is fix people, and he's really good at it, and it's true. And so I I always felt like you know, Christine, get out of that relationship. Just you know, you don't, you don't belong there. And she tries to help him, and he you pushes away, and all that stuff. And so what you have here in this what if? Well, maybe I should have started with the the plot instead of the characters. I feel like I, I started this whole podcast wrong. I just wish that there was a way to fix that. You know, my podcast, the comic book time machine has a sounder and I could use that sounder to, to travel back in time and, and start over 
and, and get this podcast right and start with the plot instead of starting with the characters. And I could get this podcast right. I could I could get it right. And then and then when when Samantha and Stuart listened to this, they would say, Ben, you, you got it right. You started in the right place. And and I think that's what I'm gonna do. I, I I'm not gonna, you know, abuse the use of, of a time traveling podcast sounder, but I I think I need to do that. I I, I've got the power. Uh, why not? I, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got to get this podcast right. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and this is a podcast where we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for this week, that means we're talking about the what if series the animated series created by marvel to tell new stories with old characters new stories with characters that you know don't push forward any plot elements in the greater mcu but maybe do maybe do when we talk about this episode there's some places where this this could have ramifications for the live action universe i've heard some people i've seen some people who are uh they are predicting that characters from this episode might show up in the movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And when I say characters, I don't mean, oh yeah, of course Doctor Strange is going to be in there. I mean variations of those characters. And so what I like to do when I talk about something alone, and, and even when I talk about something with, with my other uh, co-hosts, Samantha and Stuart, who aren't able to be here with me right now. So I'm, I really feel a lot of pressure to get this, get this podcast episode right. I just want to, I just want to get it right. And I like to talk about four quadrants. There's a, uh, there's theme, there's character, there's style, and, and then there is plot. And I think that the best place to start is obviously with, with the plot, you know, let's, let's talk about what the story is. Why would I start with anything other than the plot? It just makes sense for me to talk about the plot of this episode. And the plot of this episode is it's groundhog day. I mean, it, <laughs> uh, in fact, um, we, uh, when I say we, I mean me and, and, and Stuart and Samantha, when we talk about getting ready for episodes, as we are talking about uh, some of these episodes, we come up with, with some other names for what the what if is. And, and, and this is just, it's, you know, the, well, the, the last one was uh, Dr. Street or not Dr. Street. It was uh, Nick Fury's bad week, you know, and, and Nick Fury's big week is, is a, an element of the MCU where those movies the beginning of the MCU all took place in the course of, of a week. And we got to see this. What if about doc about not Dr. Strange, oh, man, I keep getting it, getting it wrong. I, I just have to get this right. I just have to, I'm, okay. I, I can do this. I'm going to get this right. Okay. Nick Fury's bad week, <laughs> not Dr. Strange's bad week. Got to get this right. So the deal with uh, this one is that we were calling it uh, Dr. Strange's Groundhog Day, you know, and, and this is a trope in, in science fiction, especially it's also a trope, maybe in some sitcoms and stuff like that, where, and, and Groundhog Day is absolutely a, a, an example of this being a used in, in a comedy and and a lot of times a lot of comedy even in a dramatic story can be can be found in this and 
So when you look at uh, Star Trek episodes, there's there's the Star Trek episode where where Worf is going from universe to universe and, and things are slightly changing. And you just uh, there's a Stargate episode like this. And. Yeah, and, and it's fun, you know, it's fun to watch and, and it's very difficult to do well because it can get repetitive. And if you use the gimmick wrong, it can get repetitive and you, you just don't want to continue doing it. But one of the things they do is they, they truncate things that you've already seen before so that you know oh this is the point in time we're looking at but i I, i'm not watching the whole 10 minute scene over again and and so they'll truncate things and they'll they'll make it shorter and you know they'll they'll throw it into then a montage you know and that's what they do here for for dr strange they they do the montage of of the car crash after car crash after car crash they did it in groundhog day to a sillier effect you know where he's learning to play the piano and all that kind of thing and and you don't need to see every, the whole day you don't need to see the whole thing every time you just you know it's what's important for the plot so speaking of plot what do we have here well we have dr strange and his girlfriend christine palmer they are going to a party, and as they're going to this party, they get into a car crash. And it's very, very similar to the car crash we saw in Doctor Strange's movie. He's upset, and so instead of seeking out a solution to his ruined hands, he's looking for a solution to his lost love. He studies the mystic arts, and while he studies the mystic arts, he discovers the eye of Agamotto and finds out this can be used to mess around with time. But of course he's warned, don't do it. Don't do it. It could ruin reality. So he does it (laughs) and he goes back in time. Can't save her life. 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 And finally he finds the lost library of Cagliostro. And while he's there, he meets the librarian. And when he meets the librarian, he learns that he needs more power. And so the re the way he's going to get more power is by taking in the essence of magical creatures, magical things, magical people. And he does this and does this and does this and does this and does this. And as he does this, he learns that he will never be as powerful as he should be because he needs to absorb one more thing. And that's himself because the ancient one, Tilda Swinton, (laughs) uh, warned him. And when she warned him about what he was doing, she used, I think it was the dark dimension power. She used dark dimension power to split him up into two versions of himself. And one version of himself is the one who is doing all this absorbing magical power and failing and failing and failing the evil one that I'm going to call the evil one. And then the good one who decides I'm going to accept that this has happened. I am going to find a healthy way to deal with it. And by healthy, I mean, a way that's not going to like kill people and things, sentient beings and destroy a reality. (laughs) That's which, Hey, hopefully that's the side we're all on. Right. And she was hoping the ancient one was hoping that the good 
could overcome the evil. And they have a battle. It's a cool battle. You get two capes versus each other. And, um, but in the end, evil Dr. Strange wins, takes in the power of good Dr. Strange and saves her. Finally saves her life, saves Dr. Palmer. And as he's holding her after using all this power, he, he can't retain his form and all the creatures inside of him are like elements of them are showing up in his physical being. And she can't even look at him. And not only that, the universe is falling apart around him. And then we get a really interesting scene where he actually talks to the watcher and asks the watcher to help. But the watcher's like, no dude, I'm, I'm here to watch. I'm here to watch. That's all I can do. It's my name. Uatu, the watcher, which uh, reminds me of a joke. You know what uh, Uatu, the watcher and John the Baptist have in common the, the same, same middle name. Uh, so anyway, um, Dr. Strange is able to kind of stay alive, but that's it. And the universe collapses around him. And I'm seeing people say that he's still alive in this little, just remaining little Island of the universe. And if that's the end, it's one of the, the better less open-ended endings. It's a twilight zone ending. It's, it's the, the time enough at last ending only he kind of deserves it where he's, he's left alone for eternity or at least until the power that he absorbed wears off and he's able to die. And he has to deal with his grief like this in isolation, which honestly, if we're looking at, at themes anyway, that, that isolation and, and dealing with, with grief and dealing with um, hurtful emotion, emotions that, that cause harm and hurt. Um, I, I hesitate to call it a negative emotion, but these, these emotions that, that bring you down and that, that cause you to hurt and to harm and, and to feel hurt, dealing with it alone is, is the wrong way to go about it. You know, you, you're not, you're gonna have a very hard time having any kind of positive movement. If, if you are working at just doing it alone, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's the more difficult way, especially if you can find someone who has some understanding and, and someone who has a, a listening ear and, and someone who genuinely cares. And it might be someone who's paid to genuinely care, you know, a, a therapist or something like that, where, Yes, if they didn't know you, they would never meet you because, you know, they're they're in different circles, but because they're in that office and you're going to meet them there. A lot of people who do that job, they do it because they genuinely care and they don't know you yet, but they are going to care about you and for you when they when they get to know you. Or maybe it's a good friend, uh, or maybe it's a it's a family member. But um what Doctor Strange does here is ignores anyone else who says this is something that, that you, you this is this is you're going in the wrong path you're going in a dark path and and it's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt things around you and man i'm getting into theme I, maybe i should have started 
started with themes or style. Maybe you shouldn't have started with the with the plot. But uh, sticking with the plot, though. Sticking with the plot. Don't want to lose the plot. I want this episode to be good. I want Samantha and Stuart to be proud of me. I want you, the listener, I want you to have a, a good listening experience with this episode. But um, I'm curious. I, I've been trying to figure out what is the the nexus event. Uh, and by, by the nexus event, I mean, what is the point where things branched off? What is the point where we have a new universe here? What is different about this, this universe? And I, <laughs> I'm almost wondering, and this is, this is very interesting because this could tie into some theme stuff here, but is the nexus point, the idea that Dr. Strange is actually a good boyfriend and so Dr. Palmer wants to be with him. And so they are actually together and in love and it's happy because that's not where they were at when the car accident happened in the movie. And so I'm just not sure if this is meant to be at the same time, but the Nexus event is not the car accident. That is an absolute point that has to happen in order for Dr. Strange to decide to become Dr. Strange. And in this universe, that absolute point means that Dr. Palmer is going to die. And in the MCU prime universe, whatever number it is, one, nine, 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 uh, in, in the MCU movie prime universe, that absolute point would be him losing losing his hands, but one way or another in a car accident, he's going to lose something important to him, but he is different before getting into that car. He is a different man. He treats Dr. Palmer in a different way. He is respectful. He is goofy. He is funny. Now they have the back and forth in the movie and they have the, the funniness in the movie and they, they smile at each other and they laugh at each other and, and they make jokes and there's a relationship there. But the other thing that's there is the strange rule that she has, or I can't remember the phrase she had exactly, but the rule that she has where she doesn't date colleagues <laughs> and it's named after him here. She's dating a colleague. And so I don't know if this means that this is actually earlier in their relationship when they were actually in maybe a better relationship and, and before he ruined it and caused her to create the strange rule. And, and I haven't seen anything granted. I haven't looked real hard, but I have looked a little bit and I haven't seen anything that places this anywhere. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's the, where's the nexus point? I think it's earlier. It's before that car accident. And because he's a nice guy or a nicer guy, less full of himself, the car accident has to play out in a different way. Him losing his hands wouldn't cause him to go out and and seek out what he needed to seek out to become Doctor Strange. I think that this version of the character, this Doctor Strange in this universe, at the beginning of the story, is a man who is more humble and a man who is able to deal with the loss of the physical thing he might've been able to say, okay, I can't do this. And, and maybe there would have been a period of depression. Don't get me wrong, but he may have come out of it saying, okay, but I can teach. 
or I can still I can be still be a researcher or or whatever it might be instead of I'm nothing without my hands you know like we get in the movie and so instead in order to push him that direction to look for answers he has to lose Dr. Palmer of course in losing her then he becomes a different kind of obsessed and this is where you get the time travel and the repeat repetition and the repetition here mirrors the repetition in Dr. Strange, the movie, which is a very fun. I love that bit at the end of the movie where he's going back and forth and, and, um, Dormanu, I've come to bargain Dormanu, I've come to bargain, you know, and, and just over and over again, sacrificing himself possibly for an eternity of repetition <laughs> and, and they did it, you know, I talked about the repetition before. They did a great job with it in the movie where first you see the whole conversation and then it shortens and shortens and shortens until it becomes this, you know, montage and there's humor. Again, not a lot of, there, there's humor in the car crashes, but not, not in the car crashes, in the scenes. Uh, but then they always have the tragedy of the car crash. So... Yeah, so that's that's the plot. I kept talking about themes, though. I feel like maybe I should have started with themes. Or I should have started with style. That's where I should have started. Why, why can't I? Why can't I just restart? I've got the sounder. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to restart it. Why not? I have the power. I'm going to use it. I want to make this podcast be as good as it can possibly be. I'm going to do it. I'm using that sounder. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery. I'm one of three hosts who is normally here with you to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Samantha and Stuart are not here. And so, Samantha, Stuart, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I'm trying my best to do a great episode. And one of the things I like to do when I do a podcast is I like to sometimes break the story down into four quadrants, style, theme, character and plot and you know to talk about what if the the cartoon series here we have this animated series uh, i thought maybe it'd be a good idea to just start with style and talk about the style of the show now i have complained about this before i remember talking about the the trailer and, and you may have heard me talk about the trailer and just how the style didn't grab me it did when we actually watched an episode and I don't know if it was the context that caused me to say, Oh, this actually does look good. Or if it was the, uh, the, that it was rendered and, and finished, you know, that we were watching something that maybe was incomplete, but the style has grown on me. Now I do have friends who just can't get past that. There's someone that I talk to. Um, he, he comes to me and asks me about like, what's coming when what's coming with the Marvel stuff, you know? And, and then he asks me, you know, what, what I thought of thought about it. And I, I told him with like Shang-Chi, I told him this is my number one Marvel movie. And he's like, that's hyper. I don't, I can't believe that. And I said, I, you just have to see it and you have to understand it's my number one Marvel movie because I enjoyed it. It doesn't mean it's going to be everyone's, but I think it's gonna be higher on your list too. And and he agreed, but with what if he just can't get into it and, and just isn't interested in, in watching it. And it's the animation style that is keeping him away. And I know for some people that that is a thing and, and, it, and it's a, it's a legitimate complaint to have, you know, if, if the style visually doesn't appeal to you, then you're not going to watch it. 
this episode here, I felt like we got even more stylistic though. And, and there was elements of this episode where it reminded me of uh, The Last Unicorn, which is a fantasy animated movie. And just the way things moved and especially the the magical elements and the magical creatures. And maybe it's the magical creatures coming up out of the portal that, that caused me to think about it. And, you know, in but you had the return of the tentacles, you know, that, that cosmic horror that was waiting for agent Carter. And that's nice because what, what's interesting with the, what ifs is, you know, you've got characters that are coming out of all the movies and characters that are coming out of um, all the different corners of the Marvel cinematic universe, obviously not the Netflix corner. And although we did get some of the ABC corner with, with Carter and, and Coulson, although they both had their beginnings in, in the movie corner, but uh, now we have the animated what if corner and the here's the tentacles. They just show up and it's nice to see them. And it's kind of like, oh, there's a connective tissue here. Are they the same tentacles? That's what I'm not sure about. I'm I'm curious if those tentacles are the same and if there's like a nexus point between the universes where these tentacles are spreading out from or if these tentacles are just that universe has those tentacles and this universe has that same creature but it's this universe's version of that creature whatever you have dr strange absorbing all these creatures and and watching the creatures come up the color palette and the style of animation that's given to the movement of these creatures it reminded me of the last unicorn and if you haven't seen it it is a uh, it's different. Uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a kid's animated fantasy movie, although some kids probably can handle it. Um, but yeah, this, this, the style reminded me of that. And, and as you have the creatures, um, you know, bulging out of him and, and, and the creatures like coming out of darkness and, um, just the style really, really appealed to me in this episode, especially. And I think this episode is the, the episode that is able to most use that animated, the, the flexibility that this style of animation gives you. The other ones are more straightforward character dramas, although you did have some alien creatures and stuff and, and with, uh, you know, the Black Panther episode, or the Star-Lord episode. But this episode with the magic stuff, and, and that, that battle between evil Dr. Strange and good Dr. Strange. I know I haven't talked about the plot yet, so, you know, it, you may not be, remember what I'm talking about when they, they battle toward the end. And, oh, man, should I have started with the plot? Or should I start with themes? I feel like the strong theme stuff that's going on here about, you know, power and, and corruption. And, and why shouldn't I restart again? I can do anything I want. This is my podcast. So why shouldn't I just use that sounder? I'm just going to use that sounder to go back and start over again. That's what I'm going to do to talk about themes. I don't need to talk about style. I mean, the, the battle was cool, but you had evil versus good. And of course the, the evil is stronger because he absorbed all those, all those creatures, but that's a theme thing to talk about. That's a theme thing to talk about. That's not a style thing to talk about the, the battle though, the, the energy and stuff and, and the way they're flying around each other. That's, that was some really, really good stuff going on there with the, the style of animation, but I should be talking about theme right now. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the sounder. I'm going to go back and I'm going to get this podcast, right? 
Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, pretty much the best podcaster you've ever heard. And here I am to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We talked about that. Uh, we've talked about Netflix, although we got some stuff we need to get to. We'll get to it when we get to it, you know? Whatever. Samantha, Stuart, they aren't here. And who needs them, right? I'm the best podcaster you've ever heard. Here I am, Ben, Ben Avery. You know me. You listen to me. You're the listener. I'm the podcaster, and here I am to talk about What If, to talk about the Doctor Strange episode of What If. And I'm going to start out by talking about the themes of this episode. And the themes of this episode are obsession and and taking what you want and, and just deciding I want and I will not accept anything less than what I want. And I will do whatever it takes to get it. Whether it means you're trying to retrieve something or someone special to you that you've lost, or whether it means trying to have the best podcast episode you've ever had that anyone has ever heard. And that's what's happening right here, right now. Me, Ben, Ben Avery, best podcaster. And so everything I'm about to say is the right way to interpret this episode of What If. If you interpret it in a different way, then guess what? You're wrong. You're wrong. And you're wrong about your opinion of Star Wars. You're wrong about your opinion of Star Trek. There you go. There's your Star Trek reference, Stuart. <laughs> Whatever. We got to talk about obsession. Is obsession a bad thing? Maybe. But not when it's the right reason and the right person who's obsessed. And who's the right person who's obsessed? Well, uh, right now, me. I'm the right person. What is that? What's going on over there? Hey, I'm trying to podcast over here. Ben, it's me. Ben. Ben Avery. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? You're not the you're not the best podcaster ever. You never have been. You never claimed to be. Why would you why would you claim to be? Okay, it's time for you to shut up over there. What are you doing over there? You think you're you think you're better than me? You think you're good or something? You're not good. Look at you. You're weak. You're weak. You're a weak podcaster, Ben. Ben, where, where did you get that, that goatee? How do you have a goatee? How'd you get it so quickly? I've been bouncing around through time, restarting the podcast episode so many times that I've had, a, I've, I've had time to grow a goatee. It's not because I'm evil. It's just, it's time, man. And it's weighed heavily on me. Heavy on my shoulders. Heavy on my brow. Heavy on my goatee. Listen, this is not the way. This is not the way. Back when you first used that sounder, Stuart and Samantha appeared to me as podcast ghosts. And they told me what you were doing. They told me that they split us in two. One was you, the podcaster who was using a sounder for their own selfish reasons. Ben, you should know just by watching this episode about abusing power for selfish reasons. When you do that, good does not come from that. It eats you up. It tears you apart. And you think you are so much better than me that you would do this podcast in one take? Is that what you think? 
tell me you wouldn't use the sounder to go back in time and, and fix things so you could start the podcast in the right way and get it right. I watched this episode of Doctor Strange just like you did. In fact, I was you when I watched this episode of What If. And you're going to tell me that I shouldn't be using my power for my own selfish ambition and my own selfish reasons. Well, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. I'm the good you. I'm the good part of us. We need each other. But we shouldn't be abusing the podcasting power that you have like this. I am not abusing anything. Get over here. I'm going to take you. (laughs) That's right. Now I have your power in me too. I am the greatest ever. What's going on? What's happening? My computer seems to be overloading. This podcast is falling apart. You, listener, please help me. What do you mean you're just listening? What do you mean you're not even talking back to your to your podcast? No, come on. At least talk back a little bit so that the bit works a little. Like the watcher talk. Anyway, uh, listener, please help me. It's all falling apart. This whole podcast is falling apart. Maybe, uh, Maybe repeating time over and over again for your own selfish ambition isn't a good thing. Who would have known? Certainly not me. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard from us, now we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us voicemail by calling one 5 level 7 That's one 553 8357 Or send us an email to feedback at welcometolevel7.com. Just don't forget, the 7 is spelled out. You can also go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback and leave us a message there or join us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash welcome to level seven. The seven is spelled out. And don't forget, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven. The seven is spelled out and become a Patreon supporter there. Once again, thanks so much for listening and Godspeed. Godspeed.